Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. It's time to talk tight ends. Kyle, good morning. Welcome. Man, you know I love me a good conversation about some tight ends. <laughs> What's up, man? Not much, man. Um, so, you know how, like, the Super Bowl had George Kittle and Travis Kelsey and all the teams are going to want to have that type of tight end to help them get to the Super Bowl? They got bad news for you. Yeah, you're not going to find it in this draft class. But there are some guys that I, that can be, you know, reliable starters potentially. There's some good depth pieces. There's some blocking specialists. There's some H-backs that I like. So, we could talk yeah, about if, what if this like- – if you like move pieces, yeah. this is a great year for you. Yep. Writing about that for the draftnetwork.com today. Oh, really? Yeah, really. You knew that. Right. I can't I can't wait to read that. Yeah. That sounds like a really compelling thing. Maybe I'll make like the draftnetwork.com my home browser page or bookmark it so that it comes up every time I open up my web browser. And to make things even better, you should get a premium subscription. That way you can get Kyle Krabs, what is it, 250 players today? Top 200 today. Top 200. Let's, let's, okay. let's not give the people unrealistic yeah. expectations. So there's a lot. I mean, there's 50 new scouting reports to read from. Yeah, with 50 week. new player comparisons, final oh. grades. Hey, I did somebody's film report on Sunday, and they actually snuck up not just in the top 200, the top 150. Oh, tell us who it is. James Prochet. Why oh, you like you like what you see. I like it. I like uh, it, man. He's, <laughs> He's really productive, really, yeah. uh, really savvy. I think he's got some really nice slot potential in a vertical offense. Uh, some of the most ridiculous catches you'll ever see on film. The way he plays around bodies, it's like he's not a big dude, but he's got big hands, so he can catch like away from his from his frame. And he made a number of really impressive like body adjustment catches that I was like, oh wow, okay, like. We're cooking with fire here. Here we go. Who's your tight end one? Adam Troutman. Really? Okay. Yes. He is my 69th rated player on the board. Nice. Yeah, I know. I agree. Um, But I've got six tight ends with third round grades. I've got no tight ends with first or second round grades this year. It's a little lean at the top. So Troutman's my guy. Three third rounders and then everyone else is day three. No, six third rounders you have six third rounders yes i have four and i thought that was a lot well i have one in the top 86 players and then i go 87 90 91 96 97 oh that's a tight pack then yes it's a very tight group troutman's at the top of the board though what's the big differentiator with with troutman well obviously troutman having the the lower level of competition and the production that he put on the field uh, was helpful 
to separate him a little bit. He, he played 44 games, team captain, 178 receptions for over uh, for nearly 2,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, which is the most. Obviously, as a small school guy, you want that level of production to match. But then he comes in and he's 6'5", 250. He ran 4'8 in the 40. He had some some good benchmark numbers, 34 and a half in the vert at that size was pretty good. Um, so I, I think he just has like the cleanest resume. And, and that's how my film grading works is you get all these guys that have the same film score. So anybody that gets a third round grade has the chance based on how high that third round grade was, but also based on some metrics that I apply for production and size adjusted athleticism and so on and so forth to work their way through that group and cluster of players. And Troutman easily had the best across the board resume, even though he was at a small school. My favorite Adam Troutman fun fact is that he never caught a pass prior to going to college. He was a high school quarterback and then he leaves Dayton as the all time leading receiver in program history. So that's kind of a fun transition. There are a lot of former quarterbacks this year, like that wound up playing like linebacker, like Zach Vaughn or tight end, like an Adam Troutman. But um, yeah, he's in my top three. I think he's tight end. He's tight end three for me. And it's, it's real. I mean, really close my top three. You, I mean, we're splitting hairs over, over differentiating them. And like, yeah, he did this against FCS competition, but man, like some of those catches that he made were, I don't want to like get weird here, but they were like Dallas Godert esque when you watched him at South Dakota state, just really, really impressive ball skills. And you think about the ceiling here as a guy that's relatively new to the position and, and hasn't, you know, played it for that long and, and thinking about what he can develop into given the physical package here. It's a, I, I don't shame anyone that has Adam Troutman as tight end one. Now, would I take Adam Troutman in the top 40 picks? No, no. But I think if you get a team specific need for a team that feels like they're close to competing in the mid second round, pick in the fifties. Sure. That's about as, that's about as high as I would feel good drafting a tight end in this year's class. Would you like to know who my tight end one is? It's probably Cole Komet. Not, it's not Cole Komet. Oh, oh good for you. I'm really proud, Joe. <laughs> where is, wait, where's Cole Komet for you? Is he not in your top three? No, he's tight end three. Okay. All right. But I know that, I mean, I just, I read some of these mock drafts from other people in the space and it's like Cole Komet's like first round pick. Yeah. That's, that's reaching for need there, right? Like, yes. It's, New England trade it, back to 31 and. Or you can't trade back to 30 and draft Cole Komet at 30. It's like, no, come on. With New England's needs now, you can't even do that and it be logical, right? Like, right. That was a f- fine idea in January when you thought Tom Brady was coming back, but no, not anymore. My tight end one is Bryson Hopkins. Yeah, Bryson Hopkins. Um, it's my tight end two. So great minds think alike here. I like him. Here's the thing is you, you don't get tight ends that come out of the college ranks that can run an NFL route tree right away. And and we we saw that from Hopkins. And I'm pretty comfortable with that projection in terms of coming in and being able to run a route tree that is full. It's complete. You I mean, these guys typically in college, they're, you know, just kind of finding some space, making themselves available, leak, leaking out into the flats, you know, maybe getting isolated on a guy and giving a chance to go catch a football. But you get the, it's a, it's a clean projection and he's smooth. He's fluid as a route runner. Um, love how easy, you know, he is in, in and out of vertical, uh, out of his cuts. 
uh, pretty seamless, uh, good pace, nuance, releasing the stem. He clears contact, finds the soft spots. Uh, ball skills are really impressive. Now he does have some drops and that's kind of, it's kind of disappointing because the, some of the plays he does make on the ball, some of the contested catches he does come away with mixed with some of the maddening drops. They, they do bother me a little bit, but you know, he competes after the catch. I just feel like from a receiving skill set perspective, he's the cleanest projection. And then he wound up testing pretty well, right? Four, six, six in the 40, uh, four, two, eight in the 20 yard shuttle, which is a good time. And then he was kind of average across the board, but I feel like there's, there's an athletic package here and there's a really clean receiving profile to the next level that I, I really buy into. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing with Bryson. If, if he didn't have drops, yeah. if he didn't have those frustrating lapses, I think he would have comfortably been my tight end one, but there's enough of the double catching and the drops and it slows him down when he's down the field. Uh, I just couldn't feel comfortable like glossing that over. Cause when I came into the season, Bryson Hopkins was tied in one and we get halfway through the year and you know, you still see some of the, the ability to stretch the field and get vertical. And it's, you, know, you want to buy into that. And Bryson has every bit of ability to be an impact starter but I'm a little bit put off by some of the, you're going to have to live and die by the sword with him a little bit. 11.1%. That's his drop rate from that's high. Yeah. It is a high drop rate. It is high. Yep. Oh, how about his 10 yard split was beautiful. One, six, one. Yeah. He's an explosive dude for his size. Yeah. I like that. And he's got good athleticism up the seam. So, I mean, there's a very clear pathway for Bryson Hopkins to be a plus starting player at the NFL level. And therefore, he is my tight end one. He's my tight end two. All right, so my tight end two is Cole Komet. I have Troutman three, but, I mean, they're so close between Komet and Troutman. So, I should take the four on Mr. Komet. Yeah, Cole Komet is, of this group that we've talked about, of the guys at the top of the list, he is the most prototypical inline tight end. He might be the one that has the easiest transition to the pro level because he's so used to playing with his hand in the dirt. Um, He's got ample size at his disposal. He's got ample ability to block at the point of attack. He's got good ability to uproot guys at the top of route stems uh, and then transition into a receiver in the underneath areas of the game. He had a really good size-adjusted athleticism score. He had 10-3 in the broad, which was really explosive. 37 in the vert, really explosive. He ran 4-7 flat. And he did this at six, almost 6'6", 262 pounds. So he, he doesn't necessarily always play to that explosiveness level as a route runner and getting separation, but I think that can come for him. He only started 11 games at Notre Dame. Production wasn't... Grady only had 60 catches, nine or 691 yards. So I think there's some untapped potential for him in the receiving game. But as far as a guy who's going to step in, if you ask him to be a starter and play with his hand in the dirt, his tight end is a weird spot to kind of get guys who can contribute early on. I think he's the guy that has the best ability to do that. And I think when I watched his film, I undersold his athleticism a little bit. And then I went back and rewatched. It's like, okay, you know, they I, I think he has some room to grow as what he does to get open before he's targeted with the football. 
I mean, I don't think he's a dynamic athlete, but I mean, like, I think he's smooth enough. And, and I thought that's something I appreciated at 262 pounds that he was able to get in and out of breaks, you know, a little better than I anticipated. And I mean, he catches but that's, the, well. but that's I mean, the thing when you're that size and you jump 37 and, yeah. and 10, three, you are explosive and dynamic for your size. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you don't look at him and say, okay, this is a guy that wins a bunch of foot races on tape. Right. So there's that piece of it. Now, I mean, in terms of playing the football, very good. I mean, I I loved, I loved his ball skills. I thought you did see that from him. And um, even a little bit like he's not just a a short, like like check down option. You saw him get into the middle areas of the field and and contribute. So yeah. I mean, he he's probably going to be a boringly solid player in the NFL. That gives you that frame that's needed to really exchange in in the trenches and and turn out defensive ends. So, I think he's a pretty clean projection to just being a really solid player. My comp here's Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I think that's the slam dunk there. That's who I have down as well. It's a really easy comp for two Notre Dame guys, but I don't care. Who did you have for Hopkins, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Bryson, let me pull him up. Glad you asked, Joe. Put me on the spot here. If you have a TDN premium membership, you don't have to ask. You just go look at it. I can't wait. I personally cannot wait until I have the full 300 out and it's sorted by position and not sorted by their ranking on the board. Yeah. All right. So I am looking for Bryson Hopkins. Where are you at, big guy? Survey says, drum roll. Brad Selleck. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad, right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not, whoa, whoa. There's breaking breaking news, Kyle. Breaking What's news. What's that? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Oh, shnikes. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe to the Dolphins. They Shut up. up. I can't believe, I, I mean, uh, 18, what's it? 18 and 26. It looks like Joe, so it's got, April fool's day. Shut up. Oh, dang it. I didn't have you for a second. No, man. If you wouldn't have said two first round picks, you might've got me, Damn it. <laughs> but you start with 18 and throw 26. On you know, it? I'm an all time bad liar too. I don't know. I mean, I had wrestled with doing that for a while. Oh, Oh, and then I thought it was the chance and we were far enough into the podcast that you'd just be thinking about tight ends and no, nah, it was a fail. So courtesy, courtesy for the effort though. A for effort. Yeah. Well, if, if you give up 18 and 26, you can't get Joe Burrow. So, well, let's let these dreams continue for another day. All right. Carry on. Oh, sir. All right. So I Brett selling for Bryson Hopkins. Wait, can I, I want to do something fun here. You have three more tight ends graded on in the third round. As top 100 players, yes. Okay. I want to guess who they are. Okay, this is great. This is good. Okay, so those three, I will say Devin Asiasi. Is that how we say his name? I believe so. And yes, he is. He's ninety number 97, tight end I, six. I His tape was a breath of fresh air. I was getting Wasn't the, it? Oh, I was getting the bottom of the barrel with these tight ends. And I'm like, oh... He There's a little something to this one, yeah. Oh, he gets loose in the open field. Oh, he hurdles dudes, okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> all right, this isn't a bottom-of-the-barrel tight end. It was really no. encouraging. And then anytime you get a chance to watch the antics of uh, 
that UCLA quarterback, man. I can't. He cracks me up watching D- him play. DTR. He cracks me up. Just keeps drifting. <laughs> just keeps just drifting. Wild. Just keeps drifting. Never then, saw a play he couldn't make. No. Just give me more time. I'll keep looping. <laughs> I want to see a chart that puts like all of his launch points. The distance between where he receives the snap versus his launch points has to be all time historic. I so anyway, you know they do how they do that in soccer where they put the trackers on it and you get to the end of the soccer game and they're like, oh yeah, so and so ran like ten miles during today's ninety minute game. Right, DTR as <laughs> DTR in the pocket. It's oh, he it, ran three miles in the pocket today. Never seen anything like it. Never. Okay, uh, so okay, there's one. So I have two more to get. You do. Uh, Hunter Bryant. Washington tight end 91. Okay. So he's or, uh, nine, 91 tight end four. Okay. And so I have one more guy to get. Yeah. <sighs> it's not going to be Albert. Oh, you hate him. Okay. That was, that was rich. I, I mean, I don't hate anybody, but yes, Albert. O is like 172 at one point. Uh, I don't. Okay, I have to guess something. Okay, we don't have all day. Yeah, come I, on. TikTok I will here, guess that Kyle likes Harrison Bryant from FAU. No, I think he's it? terrible. Not terrible. He's two hundred two on my board. Who is it? Thad Moss. Thad Moss, the blocker. You know, you know exactly what you're gonna get. You damn right you do, Lee yeah, Smith. You're gonna you're gonna get a blocker <laughs> and uh, a guy who works underneath and can hold the point of attack and. Move the chains, so he'll be a chain mover on third downs. So Thad just, Moss just run to the sticks and throw it, throw it just off outside of his frame, <laughs> away from the defender, and he's going to catch it. And you'll be fine. Tight end LSU Thad Moss. You go into this thing knowing that he's Randy Moss's son, right? You're expecting right. something. You you think you're going to get something. You didn't get what you expected. You though. didn't get what you expected. He didn't run a forty, but I'm certain he doesn't run less than a five flat. Okay, there's not a chance. This guy's got cinder blocks attached to his ankles, man. But uh, he blocks, dude. He blocks, and his hands are unbelievable, right? He catches everything. So you can tell this is a guy who spent some time on on the jugs machine, and he catches the football really natural. He can move bodies on the line of scrimmage. You like just there's no chance that he's going to separate in the NFL. But if you can check it down to him and give him a chance to just like make a little adjustment to the football and like turn and like fall forward. He's going to do that all day. So I don't think he's got like a super valuable skill set, but I think he's a plus blocker with outstanding hands. I just don't know that he'll ever get open. You know, my comp is here. I really like this one. Uh, who you got the guy from who's the giants tight end. Ellison. No, no. Who think old it? school, think old school AFC East, AFC East. Yeah. Drafted in 2002. Uh, Anthony Beck. No, Chris Kyle Baker. Brady. Oh, Chris Baker. <laughs> Chris Baker, the touchdown maker, baby. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So top. He, uh, he so was he was eighty eighth overall pick in two thousand two. Was he? Would make sense for two thousand two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So where is what like so my top six? All the guys that I have third round grades on is Troutman, Hopkins, Komet. Bryant, Thad Moss, Asai Asai. 
So my my third round grades: Hopkins, Komet, Troutman, Hunter Bryant, and Hunter yeah. Bryant is. I was fearful that his combine wasn't wasn't going to be good because I didn't think he was a great athlete on tape, and then he was really an average athlete. Dude, he had to have bulked up. I think he bulked up and tried to throw weight on because he came in at like two forty three. 248 at the combine. 248. Yeah. yeah. He didn't play at 248. No. Ain't nobody played at 248. No. He so was... I think he would have been a four six something athlete if he came in at his playing weight. Well, he needs to because like that was his trump card is you felt like he had some yak ability and, and can make some explosive plays, but not at six two and four seven four. Right. Um, so he's four, and then my tight end five is Devin Asai and then you're going to be upset. My tight end six is Albert Okuwebunam. Yikes. Imagine. <laughs> How? Explain it to me like I'm five. I mean, obviously the physical skill set is exciting, but I feel like if you can get him on the vertical plane, ask him to stretch the, the seam and challenge the middle of the field, like he can, he, I think he can get loose and I think he can win in those situations. And so like the big playability from the tight end position it's something that I bought into with him. Like, I mean, no, you're not going to ask him to run a uh, bench route and really snap off his route or anything like that. But it, I think he's going to create mismatches over the middle of the field. And, and that's intriguing to me. Okay. I'll give you this. He's got great hands. Okay. And a large catch radius. So you Good take thing. that and you put it on a guy that can release vertically up the seam. Great. My problem is who was that UCLA tight end last year? We just talked oh, about him please. like last month. Uh, Caleb Wilson? Are you you yes. cannot bring him into this conversation. No, I'm not going to invoke Caleb Wilson because they're different players. But did Caleb Wilson play like a 4-5 flat tight end? Or did he run like he ran 4-9? I'm disrespected. And if you watch Albert Okawegbuno, show me where that burst shows up on tape. Because he needs a really long runway to get himself started. But when he opens up that stride. I guess, but man, I can't. I literally have. Go ahead. Real real quick. uh, I want to bring this back to Hunter Bryant real quick because I have a a comp here I really loved. You love it. Okay. Yeah. Tony (laughs) Moyaki. If he wasn't hurt, man, he'd be a nice player. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm you, you didn't take that one as hard as I thought you would. So where, where are we at with Okawebanam here? I have a fifth round grade on Okawebanam. I have a very low fourth round grade on him. The, almost the lowest fourth round grade you can have. Okay. So it seems like as a result, I have him tight end 13. You have him tight end seven. Six. Six. Yeah. So you're selling on a lot of the rest of this class. Yeah, I think I think when you try to find like those trump cards, those redeeming traits, it's it's something that pushed you up because now I've got this this like this pool of specialists or like H back type players that don't present the type of value if you can be like a legit number two or you know spot starter type player. So I I, I sided with the guys that I thought were more complete players that had trump cards, and then it's like this versatile or not, I guess the lack of versatile group here coming up. But I liked, I mean, like Dalton Keene, Virginia Tech, Josiah DeGuara, Cincinnati. Those are guys that, you know, like Dalton Keene is going to be a better pro than he was college player. Like Justin Fuente couldn't get him going. They had like 23 catches a year. And you watch him play. I mean, you you see he's got size. You see that he's got athleticism. But it, it was it's in, in such an elementary capacity that you don't really understand 
you know, like the, the fullness of his skill set. But if you told me that there was a day three tight end that winds up being like a good starter, it's probably Dalton Keene who gets after it as a blocker, man. He put some uh, dudes on their ass. Yeah. And, and then that catch, do you remember the catch against Pitt where he like the sold out? Yeah. Like you, you see some really high level stuff and it's, it's Justin Fuente just being Justin Fuente. Man, death taxes at Joe loving loving and finding reasons to just throw Coach Fuente and Virginia Tech Listen, under the bus. I'll tell you the certainties in life. Bertrino's out of the ACC, and this Willie is your Taggart, guy now. Willie Taggart's <laughs> out of the ACC. All right, so I'm I'm down to just really uh, just Justin Fuente. So, um, all right. So I do think if we're going to talk about guys who have a chance to be solid contributors or potential stars, I think we need to talk about a number of names. Cheyenne O'Grady from Arkansas, yeah, who left the team early. If there weren't off the field red flags here, <laughs> significant ones, yeah, like really bad ones. But <laughs> he's a really talented football player. Catches it nice, man. Yeah, he is a natural receiver. He's got more density than what you think he would based on his receiving profile. I think Josiah Degar from Cincinnati, dog, is. Uh, he's Mike Cahal Waring this year. It's my comp Cahal Waring. If you remember, went in the third round of the Houston Texans last year, more of a bit of a raw athlete, not like a super polished route runner, but a dog up front and super blue collar, super hard, like try hard. And he, he's, you're going to get the best out of him. He's 245, but he blocks well for 245 and he's athletic enough that he can get up the seam a little bit, and he's got some natural ball skills that we can work with and develop him as a route runner. So I got fourth-round grades on both those guys, and I did want to shout out Charlie T. from Portland State. You're a fan? Tom Opio. I am a fan. Really? And it's, it's from the raw perspective of what he can be in the passing game. I think he's a total shot in the dark as a blocker. I would probably never ask him to put his hand on the ground. Right. But as a big slot, a flex tight end, a move piece, and a as, as a guy that's going to profile really good as a receiver, this is from Portland State. 6'2, 240. He ran 475, uh, 36 and a half in the vert. Pretty good three cone at seven seconds flat. He had 117 receptions for 1876 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns at Portland State for the Vikings. My comp here is Dante Rosario. If you want to sell me on his yards after catch ability, I think that was my favorite thing about watching the tape. That's what I have down as his best trait. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish that he had, he offered like a more dynamic physical skill. So, I mean, you're coming from Portland State. You're 6'2", 240, and you're not like a – you're like an average athlete. Yeah, his straight line speed's not good. But I thought he he was pretty slippery in short spaces. I thought he was pretty active with his free hand. Here's what I said. I said, Charlie Tamopio is a fascinating day three tight end prospect who offers exciting rack skills and promising upside to potentially develop into a more viable and complete receiving threat. Productive pass catcher out of Portland State, Tamopio is creative to slip tackles using cuts, physicality, and his free hand to swat and create missed challenges. Talmopio is predominantly an underneath receiver and will need to flesh out his route running skills to become a more viable pro threat. But I love his ceiling. What? So how do you value a player like that? Like I mean, what? I got a five on him. Okay. All right. He's I'm... tight end 11 for me. 
I don't know that I have any additional shout outs. I mean, we've, we've covered a lot of these players. I mean, we've covered almost all of them that I've done. What, except a, what for, about Jacob Breland? I mean, he was having a really nice year. Yeah. Uh, for Oregon before he went down. Um, had a knee I mean, injury, kind of like a bum. It was a real bummer of an injury because he like caught the ball and it was like a, it seemed like innocent contact on the sideline and he went down and tore his knee up. He's I mean he's got good size six five two fifty, um so he you know not one of these six two two forty guys if that makes sense. Um I didn't see a great athlete on tape. I think he's got baseline skills. You know I, he made some really good plays on the ball, especially down the field for Herbert. Um, and I think he's. He's like a baseline blocker. I think he's he's like solid across the board type player. Be a really good tight end too, potentially. What do you value that as? Mid day three. Yeah. Just because he doesn't have the athletic ceiling to really get you the, excited, and he's not dominant as a blocker. Like he's a functional blocker, but he's not right. dominant in it. The challenge with like a depth tight end is because like they are rosterable. You know, it's yeah. So that. That's the thing is you get a rosterable player that you need to have midday three, but it's like they feel so plain and ordinary with what they can do, but it's, it's like, yeah, you, you just need guys that can do that. Right. So. Yeah, I agree. I did 18 tight ends. You did 16. Um, I had 17 get draftable grades. The only one that did not was Charlie Warner from, from Georgia. Troutman's my top tight end. We have the same top three. Sounds like we have the same top four with Hunter Bryant, just in a slightly different order. Yeah. Well, we have the same top five. Isn't Asiasi in your top five? No, Thad Moss, and then Asiasi is the spot behind him. Gotcha, gotcha. So we're close. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of these position groups similar so far. It's almost like we've been talking football together continuously for five years. and Imagine imagine not listening to draft dudes this whole time. We've But we've... um, we didn't always, I mean, I think we've, we've bridged some of our gaps, if you will. And I think we've learned a lot together. Right. So, um, it shapes. Yeah. It's been a learning experience for both of us and what you value and what you think is important. And it's an ever evolving process. That's part of the beauty of, of what we do is it, it's constantly changing as the league changes. And as you learn more about your own missteps and what you missed when you watch this guy's tape and, I'm an exponentially better scout than I was two years ago. Yeah. And I hope to be an exponentially better scout two years from now than what I am now. Never stop learning boys and girls. So hit subscribe, learn with us and engage with us. You know, tweet at us. If you're a TDN premium member, you could join the, the expert forum on Slack. I like to bump in there and just crash the conversation. They, they, they talk nonstop. I love it. <laughs> stuff to keep up with it's a lot it's, of, it's, it moves fast yes it moves very fast there's like hundreds and hundreds of people just they're talking all the time and i just love to like drop in for like 10 minutes on a random conversation on a single channel and just crash the party and then i'm out because <laughs> i gotta watch my film i gotta get my eyes done but i'm looking forward to once once my film studies are done to to jump it in there and talking with guys a lot more so some some cool stuff swing over the draft network.com check it out kyle krabs Joe Marino, thanks as always for listening the Draftings Podcast.